Hello. Yo. Hi. Hey. We got Ryan and Sam Bass will be joining us whenever uh, he's done with his everlasting gobstopper. What was it? I didn't. I didn't catch his excuse today. What? What is his? Reason? No, there is there is no excuse. But that's he's... what it is. I don't think he even bothers to give an excuse anymore. He just has to come on fashionably late. Look, huh. they they always say if you show up late to a meeting, it gives you power. Only base has no power when he comes right. into this though. That's well, I was telling yeah, no, I was telling Abe Ryan that base was that. using the baby excuse for a while, but we've been actually doing these last few early. And he just hasn't even said why he's not coming out on time. He just hold on, hold on, hold on. Here he comes. Hold on. Oh wow! Ladies and gentlemen, from Ithaca, right. New York. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan Base Levy. Yeah. Are you originally from Ithaca, New York? Is that true or not? Not even close. Oh, from Albany, New York. <laughs> I didn't even live there either. Wait, Bates, were you born in Alabama? I was born in Birmingham, Alabama. Oh, okay, so that's where we'll say you're from. And now, from Birmingham, Alabama, BASE! <laughs> hey, everybody! So what were you saying, Sam, before we started, we, before we got this thing going, about the, the trip? Oh, I was just asking if um, if Ryan missed you, if you guys had a good time. I do, yeah. I mean, I don't, it's weird. It's like, I don't miss, it's not like I'm like, oh, I wish Dave was still here. But I, it wasn't like I wasn't like excited to get him the fuck out of here. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you know, when you're when somebody's visiting that you really are having a good time with, like those last couple hours, you're really like savoring everything. Yeah. Is that oh, how you yeah. felt? I mean, to a degree, Sam. It's not like again. It's, it's, <laughs> I, mean, that's, that's, I wouldn't call that a ringing endorsement. Did, were you savoring Abe? You guys are making. You guys are putting this. In, you're, you're making it a weird thing. It's not like. No, it's not what, I, but how how much you enjoyed it? I'm just trying to gauge. We had a good time. I was. It's not like I was excited for Abe to get the fuck out of here. Uh. But Abe, and Abe said something great. Abe actually made a great point the morning that you said. I think four days is the perfect amount of time to be somewhere because. If you're there for two, you don't get to do anything. If you're there for three, chances are you're going to wish you had a little, like, more time to see something else. Four, you get to do everything, you know, for the most part that you want to do. And five, you're ready to go home. Yeah, so like, four, it's like you're not you're not uh, dying to go home, nor are you really upset that you have to go home. It's a perfect little correct. pocket to go anywhere. Four nights, that's my tip of the day. Unless it's Vegas, in that case, I would have to say three days is eleven. No, I disagree. I think four is perfect because see here. Okay, here's here's why. I rolled yeah, in Abe, on the third. When you, wait, go, when you go, no, go when you go to Vegas, you play poker for three nights straight. So you think it's just one day? Oh, that's true. That is true. Forty eight hours turns into one day when you're just out. But base, um, I got there on Thursday, and all we did on that Thursday was go to this taco place and then just watch the WWE Network. And I right. had no problem so that with that. That was kind of a walk. That, that day was a walk. That day was like a travel day. But wait, but but I like that because when I went to the UFC pay-per-view in Las Vegas, I left on a Friday, came back on a Sunday. That Friday, you feel pressure to like, oh, I got to go all out tonight because I only have tonight and tomorrow night. Whereas when I was in Los Angeles, I didn't care because I'm like, oh, man, I still have a lot of time. I, I, I'd rather not do anything tonight because I'm tired anyway. Yeah. Well, day one, day one never usually counts because you never know, like you know, if your flight was delayed or if something of that nature were to happen. So, like you say, you have a limited amount of time. So, day one never really counts unless you're on some sort of rigid schedule. 
Oh wait, base. I didn't even tell you this before. Before we get to the actual trip, when I came home, one of my greatest scams of all time happened. Uh, Did I tell you about this, base? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me just let me just jump in real quick and say you did tell me. Oh, okay. What's that, right? I mean, Abe. I still want you to explain it to everyone, but I, I. I don't know that this is so much a scam as it's right definitely place, not right a time. scam. Well, I got lucky. Though. Yeah. Yeah, it was right a fortunate right situation. No, they yeah. well, no, they fucked up. I think. Here's what no, I'll Abe, compare they, it to. Abe, I, they, I'll explain at the end why they didn't fuck up because I actually asked somebody asked somebody about the situation and uh, they did not fuck up. That's actually standard protocol. Let me let me tell you a little side story. So I had this Gibson Epiphone Les Paul standard guitar that, and, and when I was 13 years old, I think I paid 500 or 450 dollars for it. It's like the lower version of Gibson, and. I've been trying to get rid of that. It, like, it didn't work anymore. It sucked. So I was trying to get rid of it forever. I took it to Guitar Center. They're like, we'll give you, like, 50 bucks for it. And I, I'm like, fuck no. 50 bucks? So I was trying and trying to get rid of it. And I went to this pawn shop where this woman was a real asshole at first. Then she looks it up, and I see she's looking up the wrong guitar. She was looking up some kind of, like, Joe Perry signature guitar. And I was looking at the screen she was looking at. It said, like... And she's like, that's not a Joe Perry guitar, is it? I'm like, oh, yeah, it is. Why? Oh, no reason. (laughs) And then she's like, she's like, uh, I could give you like, I've talked about this before, but she's like, I could give you uh, like 600 bucks for, I'm like, and in my head right away, I have to overcompensate. So I'm like, because I knew that she fucked up. So then I have to make it look like a valuable piece of uh, artistry. So I said, Oh, but I love it. Only that's it. Only six hundred. And then in the, in the back of my head, I'm like, I got to get the fuck out of here before someone else smart walks in. So I ended up getting six hundred dollars for a guitar. That's probably worth a hundred dollars. So that was one of the greatest days of my life. Because you finally get like normally you walk into a pawn shop with a bar of gold that's worth thirteen hundred dollars, and they're like four dollars. And they're like, I take it or leave it. Greatest, one of the greatest days of your life. But wait, hang on. Abe, let me let me just say let me just say real quick, Abe. I don't. I, I, you're in a fine spot now in life. You're all right, but like, <laughs> the majority of people have never walked into a pawn shop. <laughs> oh, that's true. Well, no, because how do you how do you get rid of a guitar that you don't want that doesn't work? What are you supposed to do with it? I don't know. I mean, say, give it to a friend. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just, it's funny that you say most times you walk into a pawn shop, you get fucked. It's like most people don't walk. Oh, that's, that's, that's not a common experience. <laughs> but if you walk into a pawn shop and you're trying to sell something, they'll like give you one, like 3% of what it's worth. And then they will be an asshole about it. That's not worth shit. Yeah, and I, I'll give you $4. And I the show Pawn Stars or Hardcore Pawn, things like shows like that have probably opened people's eyes to the world of pawning, where they, every time, if you watch that show more than twice or a show like that, you can see the way it works and how it's just every time it's like, ah, what a hassle this is going to be to take this valuable piece. Yeah. Like the, the guy will come they in. play a game. Oh, of course. The guy comes in, he'll be like, oh, that sword's worth 20 grand. Then Rick will be like, give you 500 bucks. Like he just said, yeah. it was worth twenty grand. Uh, right. I, I I could meet you in the middle at a thousand. How's that in the middle, Rick? He just said it's worth twenty thousand. You offered me five hundred. Now you're meeting me in the middle of the. Anyways, normally you walk into a pawn shop. I could walk in with a hundred dollar bill, and they'll be like five dollars. Take it right. or leave it. It's cash. You get it, or you, you can either have it or just go. You need the money or no? 
No, not not that. I'm giving you a hundred dollar bill. I know, but you need the five or no? If not, get the fuck out. So getting over on a pawn shop is one of the greatest moments ever because you finally get over on someone who usually gets over on you. So I'm flying Southwest, and they make that announcement. This flight is oversold. If anyone could walk up to the front. And as soon as they said that, I ran to the front. I was the first one in line. There was a woman behind me who looked like uh, Dr. Huxtable's mother from the Cosby show. If you remember what she looked like. She looked exa- she had that like oh, the reddish that, hair. Oh uh, yeah, dr- uh, lined up tight. That lined up tight uh, haircut. She looked exact, mm-hmm. and she had all like the uh, the uh, skin tags on her face perfectly, just like the mother from the Cosby Show. Perfect skin tag. So there was a woman up there who had another issue with with a stroller, and you could tell how thirsty Mrs. Huxtable was. She's like, "That's your baby, right? That's your baby, right?" And I said, "No." Oh shit! She, you in line to volunteer? I'm like, "Oh yeah, maybe." Oh, I am too. <laughs> so, anyways, I volunteer. They tell me to get on the plane, and they say we'll call you. We'll call you off if we need you to. So, in other words, they oversold it by one ticket. And all I said was, "I mean, am I gonna get to you know do this?" And they're like, "We don't know." And the lady was a real bitch too at the counter. She, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you're gonna be able to do it. Well, can't you just check? Yeah, it's, it's sold out. It's sold out. Everyone, and I'm like, well, did everyone check in? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know if they're all going to show up, though. I'm like, okay, wow. So anyways, I get on the plane. They're like, hey, Abraham, Abraham Cannon. <laughs> <laughs> Whose dog is that? Sorry, gentlemen. That's, uh, that's young Toby. Why don't you throw him a piece of liver? You don't have- oh, I'm, not, I'm not in my usual soundproof room today. You don't have loose liver on you? No, I don't. So they call me They call me off the plane, and then right away that woman's a bitch again. I'm like, okay, so what do I do? She's like, sit down, first of all. Wow. She told you to wow. sit down. Not that mean, but she's like, sit down. Weren't and- you doing them a service, by the way, even, yeah. even though you're getting a credit? I, I was. I was helping them out. Because, I mean, obviously... Mrs. Huxtable was behind me, and then seven other thirsty people were right behind me, too. Um, so she's like, well, sit down, and I'll get to you. So then, meanwhile, I'm calling Sam. I'm like, oh, I got this $300 voucher, and I think I'm going to get... So you get $300 voucher plus the price of your ticket. I don't remember what I paid for that ticket, but I know that a lot of it was paid with points. So it, it was... With the points and everything, it was like 200 and something dollars, I think. So... Finally, she's like, "I right, Abraham, Abraham, Abraham." It's like you never. How do you fuck up the name? name Abraham. I know a lot. A lot of people don't say. know. A lot of people don't know it for some reason. Abraham. Oh, Abram. as a matter of fact, Ryan. Ryan, when I flew, it's the whole syllable. It's actually two syllables or three, one syllable. Ryan, when I flew out to Los Angeles, the woman at Southwest who was checking my license. I was wearing a Rage Against the Machine shirt. She was asking me if I was in Rage Against the Machine. She's like, is that your band? Because she's like, what is wow. that? She's like, all right. She's like, Rage. All right. I'm like, she's like, what is that? I'm like, oh, it's a band. Rage Against the Machine. All right. She kept saying that. All right. I'm like, yeah, it's a band. Oh, you in the band? And I said, no. And then she kept saying, all right, Abraham. Like, she fucked up. <laughs> she fucked up my name, too. I don't know how you fuck it up. Anyways, so the, 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 the lady... Finally calls me up, and she hands me a voucher for $833. I mean, that's crazy, dude. I, what's the math? I mean, what, like, 
I like the three out. seconds of silence there. <laughs> Just yeah. to let like, it I, I don't know what Abe wanted in response. $833 for a one-way flight that I got put on the next flight, which was... Okay, so the next flight was two hours later, and my original flight was delayed. So it only turned out I had to wait an hour and a half for $833. Why that was was protocol? Because what I've been told is that when somebody does that, at the time that they volunteer to get bumped, uh, they're credited for market price for the ticket at that time. So whatever whatever flight you were on, the market price at that time was – so what is your credited for market price plus um, what your flight – That's actually not correct. They told it me. Is correct, no, I, no, no. People have told me that that's what's happened. Well, with I'll tell you how I think it happened. They told me that I would get a refund for the ticket. Right. But you since get a I, refund, well, and then you get market price for no, no, the ticket don't. as well. No, no, you get three hundred dollars plus the refund. But I use points, so she could, she said we're going to convert the points to dollars. And however that worked out, that's why I end up with so much. I think. What's going on back there? Sorry, something went off on my my side. It's not like you were puking. Yeah, what, what happened? Are you okay? No, yeah, I'm okay. I uh, had a couple of tabs of it all of a sudden. You ever get it like, on, like the, you'll be on a website of some sort, and there's a banner that you don't even know where it is. Oh, yeah, the talking. Ask Madison website. Oh, were you on, yeah, were you on, uh, were you on Flesh? <laughs> flesh Come on, d- give me your best website. Go ahead, Grinder. What do you got? Flesh, Go flesh.com. <laughs> well, sure, why not? <laughs> well, if it my give, 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 You can do better than that. What else you got? Flesh.com. Oh, uh, uh, you just hear, uh, 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 uh. All right, let's go back to how you scammed the, the airlines. Go ahead. So anyway, that's it. But now now I now have $833 in Southwest credit, so now I can fly all over the country for the rest of the year. <laughs> just because of their moronic mistake. Yes. I did it. I won. Right, Sam, do you want to clarify why it's not a uh, scam? Well, it's not. That's, right, that's what I just said. I, I um. They, they give you market price for the ticket, I guess, plus the credit they offer to you. So if the, if, if the market, if the credit they offer you was $300 and the ticket, which it's not, you know, it's, it's not unheard of for a one-way ticket on the last day to be $500 from LA to Chicago. Anyways, I do recommend that if anyone ever hears that announcement, you immediately run to the counter. I like how Abe just cut Sam off because Abe, here's what's <laughs> happening right now. Here's exactly what's happening. Abe wants to maintain the belief in his own mind and the perception in our minds that he got one over on Southwest. Well, I did. Well, you, you know, really you really did. did because they do this. They do it probably probably twelve times a day at every airport they fly from. <laughs> right. So, it's, but wait, it's Ryan, like, Ryan, Ryan, you didn't hear. I, I know for a fact when she saw how much she had to give me, she went like this. Ugh. Mm-hmm. When she looked at the <laughs> what screen, did she, do? she went. Ugh. What does she care? Because she didn't, I think they fucked, like, they, they wish that it was the, the guy with the yarmulke, no, the yarmulke in front, the guy in front of me with the yarmulke on, I guarantee he didn't spend, or, or Mrs. Huxtable behind me, I guarantee neither one of them had that much money coming to them because the points got converted. So if someone bought, you know Mrs. Huxtable bought her ticket, like, last April, and her ticket was, like, $103. So they would have just gave her the 300 plus 103 When she saw mine, she's like, ugh. She didn't want to give hey, me that. I money. guarantee your standard jobber working the counter at Southwest doesn't care what's about to. Not at all. It could it could be forty thousand dollars and not raise an eyebrow. They'd be like, "Oh wow, this guy's uh, flying around the country." I guess they, <laughs> this is not their money. They don't right. give a shit. I mean, it, it, like the the service is so automated, they don't even realize what they're giving you. They could care less. 
Yeah, they're not looking at the amount. Then after I got the voucher, I was waiting in line, and this little girl started puking right by my feet. And instead of, like, caring at all, I jumped up out of the way and made a huge scene. I've never been so limber. It, like in, Probably since I was, like, when I was schooling people on the court when I was, like, 21, that's the last time I jumped that high. And I was, like, I was quick. I jumped Wait, high. Wait, how old, how old was the girl? A uh, little girl. I don't know. She started puking, like, it's 8, 10. I don't know. She started puking. Oh, just you embarrassed the cute little girl? I didn't want to get puked on. What, I'm so standing? You really, you embarrassed yourself. You took the attention off the girl. Wait, hang on. Wait, so it's better to get puked yeah, on? It's just, it's just, I mean, come on, the poor little girl, you know she's going to be traumatized. You ever, you ever puked in a public place? Wait, 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 wait. Wait, kid. wait, wait, so you guys recommend that I sat there and got puked on? No, no, no. no I, don't just... say, I don't say you got to get puked on, I'm just saying you don't have to freaking, you know, jump out of the way like you're Indiana Jones. Well, I had to. Ryan, ball. Ryan, you got to be with me on this one. If someone starts puking inches from you don't you jump out of the way when the dad's moving her towards you no towards the garbage can do it in the garbage can and she's puking while moving towards me you don't jump out of the way or you just stand there and allow you get your whole leg puked on no i, I think, think stand there I, I think yeah i think instinctively you move I, I don't i mean it would be hard to just sit there and be like well i have to make this girl feel better about herself yeah no, no, no. You, you, can, you can, There's a way of moving swiftly out of there. He was making it sound like he did a backflip out of there. Yeah, and, and like I, a, I think that's a I triple winding out of there. <laughs> I think that's what I think. Base has a good point. I think the way Abe described it, he says, "I've never been so limber or nimble or whatever." He said. <laughs> I mean, that leads you to believe that Abe created a a scene of sorts. I just did a quick jump, like a like a, an athletic jump, and then I like ran over a little bit. <laughs> That sounds excessive. I'm with Bass. I, I I know what you're saying, Abe. It, it, you wouldn't. I don't think Bass is suggesting that you sit there and get puked on. And, no. And I, I think the way, you're descri- the way you're describing it, Abe, sounds very, very dramatic and traumatizing to <laughs> this girl. I don't think she saw it. She was busy with her head down, puking everywhere. She couldn't see me because her head was down, and it was just the, the hurl was just going all over. And while it was coming out, she didn't see anything. I just made the move myself. You know, and I don't know if you guys benefited from the photo, but to add to insult to injury, I just realized Abe sent me a picture of the fresh puke being cleaned up with the sawdust. Yeah, because someone put the wood so chips on. Not only did he jump over this girl puking and probably make an, a loud noise about how athletic he looked and asking people if they saw his jump, <laughs> which I'm sure he did. <laughs> he's then standing, picture, he's standing above the puddle of puke taking pictures of it. While this girl is probably sobbing, like wondering who, you know, how embarrassed she she is. And, you know, Abe is just standing there photographing it. How did you rationalize that, Abe, going back and taking pictures of the scene? I mean, what? Because I had to, I had to get had back no in line. You had no shame doing that at all? No, no, I had to get back in line to uh, to, to get, get on the plane. So while he was cleaning up so with the wood chips, so I took a quick picture. Much, so pretty much the entire time you waited to leave Los Angeles. You screamed and hollered because you pulled one over on the airport, and as you go back to your seat, you almost get puked on, and you do a dramatic gymnast move out of there and then take pictures of it. I did call at least five people, and then I was whispering like, hey, so wait a minute, let me walk away. I got $833. It was great. I screwed up. That was something. the exact phone call I got. I got it, too. <laughs> I, think so. I got a bunch of screenshots, like with the different fields on the on the voucher, the money field, the date field, the time <laughs> field, the signature field. <laughs> what, Ryan? What? I mean, we can't go over the entire trip because it was quite the epic trip. But some of the highlights I could think of: number one, 
I got and and I here's another recommendation to all of the listeners. The greatest jeans of all time. And 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 this is 100% accurate. The greatest jeans you'll ever try on are called 7, the number 7 for all mankind jeans. That's the brand wow. name. You're like yep. 10 years behind. Oh, you wear those, Sam? Damn. No, I'm, no, I'm just saying that those are that's that's an old style. I mean, I, I it's not like that's some revelation. People yeah, know about no, that. but it, it actually is. Around. It actually is a revelation because people do know about it. But the majority, as Ryan will agree with me, the majority of people don't know about it. I would agree. I would agree with Abe. Would you? I mean, I, I, I had a pair of those. Hold I mean, on, they are nice jeans, but I mean, it's not like that's anything new. I, mean, I didn't like, say it's new. Damn. It's not a new brand. And and let me also correct Sam when he said they're it's behind the times or whatever he just said. They're they're still very fashionable <laughs> modern jeans. I don't know, yeah. Sam, what you're referring to, but that's back when Sam was wearing just, when Sam was wearing his Von Dutch hat and vest. Yeah. No, I mean I don't know. I just I mean again, that's that wasn't much of a revelation. Like I mean, I think most. Your your average Tom, Dick, and Harry know about No, uh, they don't. No, they don't. I don't think they Tom, do. Tom, Dick, and Harry know about Gap. They don't know about seven for all mankind jeans. Look, here, here. here here's the, the, the sample. Base. Have you ever heard of those jeans? No, but you can't use uh, me. Well, I, I mean, mean, you can't use me. Come on. Base, uh, base is really, Joe. Really, I am Tom, Dick, and Harry. Yeah, base is Joe Sixpack or whatever. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, base, have you heard of Gap jeans? Yes, I have. Have you heard of American Eagle jeans? Yes, I have. Have you heard of Seven for All Mankind jeans? <laughs> Never. Okay, there you go. That that's the answer I was looking All right, for. I found. I mean, I guess any. I mean, anybody who's not just a mall dweller would know about. Oh shit! I don't mean that. I just thought it. How is it that? How is it that? Base doesn't even go to malls. I'm just saying. I don't even go to malls. So what shoppers, base. I'm talking about people who shop. You're not a shopper. I mean, you you we, you've admitted that you don't shop. It's not an insult for you. I'm a Coles guy. If it's Relax, Coles, I got it. There you go, Coles. So, anyways, base knows right, about. What are, you, what are, you, are you guys getting paid by seven to do this? Or no, last ditch attempt to. <laughs> so Ryan and I. So Ryan and I are walking. Uh, we're in Santa Monica. We're about to have a beautiful lunch. What was that place called, Ryan? It's called True Food Kitchen. Yeah, that was pretty good, except for that disgusting drink they gave us. That, yeah, that water watermelon piss or whatever it was. Yeah. I just want to say about the food. I feel like everything I've seen about LA, Ryan, I feel like there are like a hundred times more healthy food options than we have here in Chicago. Everything I see is all—all all these are really nice, like vegetarian places, like organic places. Is that true? Uh, it is to a point. It is, but they find a way to make things disgusting and unhealthy. Still, okay. Yeah, every, I mean, they're it's every- not disgusting. I, it's, it's one of those things where I mean, you. Abe and I went to a place where they, like, grow their own everything and stuff, and, and he still found a way to, you know, eat a burger covered in mayo. Like, it's, yes. you, can, <laughs> you can go to a place like that that, that touts what it has and, like, the organic yeah. nature of it, but they still have options. Like, they still find ways to make it unhealthy. Yeah, like, you can get... I you can get this when I watch, like, one of the... Like, a food show on Food Network, like, one of the shows where they, you know, rank restaurants or, like... Oh. I see where it's always, like, the Chicago place is always, like, deep dish pizza, four-pound burgers, and it's... In California, it's always, like, all this free-range meats and all these ultra-fresh veggies, like, from farm to table, all this stuff. We don't really have that here. Yeah, no, that that part is true. So, we walked past this place, and Ryan said... These are the greatest jeans ever. So we walk inside, and right away I see this well-put-together gay guy. What's his name, Ryan? 
Corey, Todd. Chad, Bob. I Dick. think it's either Chad or Todd. And naturally, that piqued your interest. Well, of course. <laughs> so me, Ryan and I both agree that he was well put together. He did. He was the kind of guy you want. You, honestly, here's the thing. He was the kind of guy you want selling you jeans. Exactly. He, yes. He, he had, like, remarkable fashion. He was just the guy that you wanted selling you jeans. That's all. So we walk in. Ryan's looking at, like, the size 22 waist or whatever. And, and, and I'm like, he goes, oh, hey, how you doing? And I said, oh, hey, I'm just here with my buddy. I'm sure you don't have anything of my size. What? Of course we do. So he busts out all these jeans for me, and I put them on, and they're the most comfortable. Like, they feel like if I was a woman wearing yoga pants. That's how comfortable they are. No, yeah. not before or after the guy was putting his hands in your pockets. Uh, after. <laughs> and let me just tell did you. Did you get up like the girl puking? I did. I did a flip. No, actually, I, I, just, only, I moved in closer to the hand. Yeah. Not only did a feel like a, a girl wearing yoga pants, he brought he announced that from the dressing room to me uh, across the store. <laughs> there was no one in there, though. No, but they, the workers were in there. But they did love Abe because Abe was definitely putting over their product. But he was <laughs> putting it over. I was across the store, and Abe goes, he just walked out and he goes, these are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn. These are the most comfortable things I've ever had on my legs. And I said, see, I told you. And he, and he looked at the lady behind the counter across the store and goes, I feel like I'm wearing sweatpants. And he looked at me and he said, <laughs> he said I feel like a girl in yoga pants, Ryan. This is incredible. It was honestly a legitimate, like, I wish I was recording it. It was like Grandpa Joe behind the hundred <laughs> getting up and realizing he had legs. It was like Abe had a life-changing experience with these jeans on his, on his legs. I, I didn't. I didn't realize Seven made a like a carpenter jeans model or, or uh, carpenter. Have I? Have you, wait. First of all, I hate <laughs> carpenter jeans. I always talk shit carpenter about the hammer. Jeans. You used to always oh, wear yeah, the hammer. What kind were they? Because I know you don't like to wear Ryan. Jeans Ryan. Papers. Ryan. Aren't they two pairs of beautiful jeans? They were nice jeans. They weren't like the slimmy, skinny fit things. But they no, fit they normal. Were, they were I'm asking about the cut, though. I mean, what cut? Regular were they? cut, dickhead. They were, they were just like a regular. Like a, maybe like a boot, regular boot cut jean or something. Okay. And how much were they a pair? Well, I'll get to that in a second. So I'm putting these jeans on. The only problem is that they were super long. Like they were at least, I don't know, six inches too long. So he said, we don't do this for everyone, but for special clients like you, we'll taper them and send them to you. So I'm like, well, I live in Chicago. Taylor. Oh, yeah. Ta- what did I say? Taper. We'll tailor them. Taylor them. Or, or- he, said yeah, he said taper them. Taper. Oh, okay. Oh, Taylor. Anyway. So, yeah. So, he said, we'll tailor them and send them right out to you. Oh. Now, I will admit these jeans were like almost $200 each. But. Well, it's, important, it's important that you say that when you. Well, wait. Hang on. I, so, people understand. So, you don't hype it up and people can't afford these jeans. But, wait. Hang on. Hang on. So, I was I was only going to buy one pair because that's a lot of money for jeans. But when when you really break it down. How long have you had, if you guys are wearing jeans right now, you probably had them for many years. And jeans aren't the type of thing that you should go cheap on because you're going to have them for a long time. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I think I think that relative to shirts, you probably wear your jeans five times as much because you don't have as many pants as you have shirts. Plus, yeah. they last longer. So, I mean, you know, for me, I mean, 200 bucks is, is a lot. But, I mean, maybe, you know, it's. A hundred bucks, I don't think, is really... So I'm standing there in the store. The I, don't think I, I don't think I've ever bought a pair of jeans for over 30 bucks. Usually, base, usually <laughs> pay $7.99, right? 
If I can get it under ten dollars, I'll go with it. It might seem like it could last a pretty long time. Ten dollar jeans. Can you imagine how those feel? <laughs> you know what else, base? You know what else lasts a long time? If you keep if you keep reusing a piece of aluminum foil, that'll last a long time too. That doesn't mean you should do it. Yeah, but Abe, jeez, I mean, you're fine. I mean, yeah, nobody, see, nobody's going to walk down the street. Guys, no one's walking down the street going. I don't care. Wow, no, no, no. hair is on point. No, By no, the no. way, did you see those jeans? But see, I don't care about anyone. I care about myself and the way you feel with these jeans on. Yeah, you don't care about anyone. That's right. There's, there's That's so- right. I forgot about that. <laughs> No, but I, I I could care less. Abe doesn't care what people think. Go ahead. No, but I mean they look nice. First of all, I don't care about that as much as the comfort. If you could have yeah. the most comfortable fit, it makes yeah, it, but Abe, me. After after a week in jeans, they all become comfortable. Mm, you'd have to They're try these jeans. Base, they, I wish they, I, 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 disagree, I disagree with that. Base, base, could I yeah. could I you put you in these jeans? That? I do. Base, can I put you in these jeans? Put you in these jeans. <laughs> can you tailor them and send it to me anywhere? So the one pair is your your classic blue jean style, like the the classic. Hey, I'm going to the uh, to the uh, the lake. I'm going to the the kegger. What, where else would I go, Ryan? The beach. I'm yeah. going. I'm going. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going. I'm going out for brunch. The racetrack. The track. I'm going. <laughs> So the one pair, then the other pair are a nicer looking jean. Another a nicer looking pair that you could wear maybe you know anytime. Plus you could wear them if it's like you ever see like a manager, like a, a general manager somewhere when he comes in wearing jeans and they're like nice looking jeans. A general manager, wow! <laughs> what an odd, what an odd point of reference that was. No, but a some general manager. So, <laughs> <laughs> The kind of the kind of jeans. Put it this way: the kind of jeans that Mel Gibson would wear when he's wearing jeans. You ever see okay, Mel Gibson out with like a, a, a suit yeah. coat on, like some kind of white dress shirt, and then jeans? Those kind of jeans. Probably him and general him and him and general managers pretty much are on the same. Level. Probably the kind of jeans that Bradley Cooper would be wearing out. If I'd okay, have to do. Got it. So I'm I'm, I'm like man. I'm like they both fit. They both fit like a glove. They're very comfortable. What what what's a girl to do? That's what I was thinking. Yep. So I I I know where I'm like. You know what? I'm taking both of them, only because I'll never get to find jeans like this again. There's n- they don't have a store in Chicago. Do they even have a website, Ryan? That you can they order? have a website. Yeah. That you can they order. Store. They have a store here, by the way. They do. Yeah. Where? So, no, I think it's on Halstead. What? Like, I didn't know that. North. Wait, is that true? I'm almost, I'm almost positive. Hang on. Plus, they sell them at um, Nordstrom. They sell them at Macy's. They do. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I'm not trying to sound a prick, but I mean, Seven has been around. I mean, it's not like it's not like you're the only one who knows what it is. I, I'm not I saying mean, that, Dick. Look at Sam damn. raining on my parade like usual. Well, I'm not. I'm just trying to. I'm not. I'm just not going to let you run away with this without giving the facts. I mean, it's not. You haven't found some secret. I mean. I'm glad you got nice jeans. And you're right, they will last a long time because your last set of jeans are from, like, 99. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean that's, not, that's not even an insult. That's not, it's not, that's insult. not an insult. No, it's not, because you always, you always brag about that, how you've been wearing the same outfit for 15 years. You always no, 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 I don't wear the same <laughs> that's outfit. That's not an insult at all. No, no, I wear a, the same style, the same style, not the same I outfit. That. That's the same outfit. <laughs> Again, yeah, none of that's meant in a. Oh, it's not. Oh, okay. Not at all. It really isn't. What the fuck? Wait, at Nordstrom, 
What are they, 50 bucks? 70. Wait. <laughs> but they're not going to have my size. Any, whatever. So, hey, so you put and, a, and, another $130 for two more inches of uh, denim? Let, let, me, let, me, let me also point out, the, the ones at Nordstrom are going to be two seasons behind, you know, yeah, fashion exactly. wise. These, yeah, these were the cusp of fashion. Yeah. So I'm good now for the next 10 years with these. Hang on, let me yep. see. The, oh, yeah, see, look at size 28. Yeah, well yeah. The, yeah, these are all uh, $100, but size is 28 and 29. If I if I don't yeah. eat for the year, I still couldn't fit into those. Anyways. So, yeah, so I, I, I ripped them off like usual. So, anyways, so I go to pay, and he goes, oh, these are actually on sale. I'm like, what? So it just shows you if you have positive energy and you're nice, that good things will happen to you. For instance, the Southwest. So how much? How much were they? How much was the sale price? Oh, uh, like one hundred and twenty dollars. Oh wow! So I got a nice little set. Of two, for that. So I got two pairs yep. of jeans at a very, very reasonable rate, and they're going to last forever. And they're sending them directly to me, and I'll probably wear them forever. And congratulations. So, anyways, the guy we were joking that after we ate, I'm like, should we go stop back in and see our boy over there? Is, is, <laughs> hi, is Andy working? Hey, Andy. Yeah, we just finished up lunch. Is my? You know how that would end up, babe? That would end up like that episode of Louie where Louie stays the extra day to hang out with the um, the uh, lifeguard. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in my and he's like, well, he's like, Louie, he's like, why? Why'd you come back? <laughs> so you like, the transaction's done. Now there's no. The guy has no reason to be nice to you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that was awesome. A couple other things I noticed: uh, there was tons of homeless guys just laid out on the beach, which which make which makes sense because if I'm going to be homeless, I'm going to be on Santa Monica Beach. Sure, that's probably a good Absolutely. spot to be. And I, I said, and even I were, we're kind of running some some facts and figures here, just crunching some numbers. It seems like if you had no overhead, right? If you just had no possessions and just like you didn't even really need a shirt. Uh. If you just had like just bare minimum things, if you begged and got five to ten dollars a day, you could eat like a corn dog at the pier. You didn't need much, right? Like that—that's all you would really need. And then you just go bathe in the ocean. Oh yeah! Like what? What more do you need? Not much. No, I mean, right. you could. I mean, it, right. it rains there what twice a year. Yeah, it's never cold. I, I do wonder. I've always wondered why. Our homeless in Chicago don't migrate west. I, I mean, well, it's probably hard to get to. Kill. I mean, I everyone doesn't have well, an eight hundred thirty-three dollar I mean, voucher like I do. I mean, I bet I bet you. I, I, I'll bet you you could probably get to California for a relatively low amount if you're willing to take. Yeah, just time. just get on like a train, like get on yeah. an Amtrak for like thirty bucks or something. Right. Take that a as far couple as of those and, and do then that. Start start walking. Yeah, I, I mean. I, I'm, I'm sure it's if, not you, if, if you're if you're homeless though, and you're going to come up with a sound plan of how you're going to get from Chicago to Los Angeles, shouldn't you put that kind of fortitude <laughs> yeah, into uh, get know, getting a job yeah. or looking for an apartment or something a little bit more than uh, God? I'm not going to sleep here. I'm not going to sleep in my house. I'm headed to Los Angeles. That's it. I'm out of here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If you could, I'm going to start walking now. Yeah. Part of the reason I why mean, they're honestly, homeless. I mean, I'm not. I mean, when people people in Chicago, homeless people are dying every winter. I mean, it's it's hard out there. Yeah, but when you're homeless, though, like Bay said, it's not like you have agendas. You're homeless because you're lazy a lot of the time. You well, just that's not always true. No, I just said I said or, I, you, I, or you're looking for or you spend your day looking for your crack. You're not looking to go. All right, it's time for a yeah a 22 hour road trip out of here. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you can vouch for this. It just seemed like the homeless people here were less like 
I don't look at them here like I did in Chicago, like, oh, you just want drugs. They were more just like, hey, man. They were just like, they were good good time homeless. Picture the like, picture, Ryan. It's like you said, it's like you could be good time homeless out there. He's like, you, if you just don't want to do anything, you could probably live for five or ten hours a day. Picture, picture, the, people on, picture the people on The Walking Dead with their jaw and, and hands cut off so they can't bite or scratch you. That's what they're like. They're just walking around and they're not bothering anyone. Whereas in Chicago, so the they're homeless more... homeless in L.A. are exactly like the walking dead. You paint a really good picture of No, that. no, but without without a jaw or hands. So they can't bite or scratch you. So they don't so bother. In other well. words, they don't bother you. They're just kind of walking around. How about that guy, Ryan, on the bench? Wait, what, what did I... I equated him to pigeons. That's what I said. They're, it's, that's the <laughs> oh, that's way to right. Do it. Like, he said that. <laughs> like they're, they, don't, they, don't, they mean no harm. You don't necessarily want them in your personal space, but if they come close to you, it's not going to be the end of the world. Yeah. Like a pigeon... Obviously, if a pigeon sat on your shoulder, you'd be freaked out. But that happens right. once every 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Or if a pigeon shits on you, it's like, ah! Or if, like, a homeless guy puked on you. It's the same thing as a pigeon shitting on you. So, how about the guy on the bench, Ryan, with sleep apnea, who, who was, like, foaming from the mouth, and his shirt, kept, his shirt kept riding up on him, and the drool was coming out of his mouth, and there was a whole crowd watching him take a nap on a bench, and he, he wasn't and even Abe homeless. He was, was insisting that he had sleep apnea, and I thought he was, I mean, almost certainly detoxing. And Abe was like, no, that happens during sleep apnea. He's, this guy is foaming from the mouth, laying on a bench next to the beach going... <laughs> <laughs> well, my friend, is he works at a, a, a sleep study clinic, so he always tells me you know, about stuff like that. And Abe, Abe kept saying, like, God, I feel bad for him. He's taking, that's, that's a hard nap. He kept saying that was a hard nap. <laughs> yeah, like normally when you take a nap, it's like your hands are behind your head. You don't have a care in the world. It's like, this guy was like, it's a real aggressive. His nap was so aggressive. Like his head was flying everywhere. But I don't think he was napping, Abe. That's the difference, dude. I don't know that. I don't. I don't think I was laying for a leisurely nap. I think he happened to fall onto that bench because he had no more drugs, and he was coming off of it like. He needed opiates in his system. I don't think he was napping. There was way too much going on during that nap either way. When I take a nap, it's just you just want to relax. This guy was just, he was working in that nap. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think it was a nap. Dude, that's the difference. Here's why I think it was a nap. Here's why I think it was a nap. He had his arms folded, and a lot of slobs nap with their arms folded. <laughs> So do you really think, Ryan, that a guy who is in convulsions would have time to fold his arms? I don't know. Think about not. it. Think about it. Think about it. If he no, was, I know. Yeah, I'm sure. No, I'm sure this guy. We just passed a homeless guy with sleep apnea. He wasn't. Ho- he wasn't homeless either. He was just some like slob. Okay. Because when, when you're con- when, when when you're having uh, withdrawals, you don't have time to say, "Let me fold my arms and uh, get comfortable here." <laughs> wouldn't he be on the ground, like on his stomach? Or when he, he I, I don't know. He I wouldn't mean, be he laid out for, in a nap position. For an hour. No, you're right. Yeah. Remember we were saying, you know, that there's some homeless guys who think they're too good to be with the other homeless guys? Was he one of them? <laughs> he might have been. <laughs> like, like you're homeless on the beach, but you're too good to talk to the other homeless. Because we were talking about, like, how do you make friends? And you're like, well, you know, the other homeless guys. And I'm like, well, I bet a lot of guys are too good to hang out with the other homeless. 
Because I mean, at what at what point do you befriend one of the other homeless? Like, oh, what's, what's your story? My story is that I want to fuck you up. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's probably when they have something you need, or when they like when they come over with a peace offering. Like, hey, I found this pizza pizza crust. Would you like it? <laughs> 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 That is true, Ryan, because when I, when I first met Danny Gaga, he was riding his bike down the street. I was sitting on the porch ready to go to my Boy Scout meeting. I think I was seven. And he's like, hey, what's up, babe? And I'm like, oh, hey, Dan. Oh, we're in class together, right? And then he pulled out these wrestling cards. And that was like a peace offering. He's like, do you want I have an extra Superfly card. Do you want it? I'm like, yeah. And then we've hey, been not, friends. Hey, you're not bad. Hey, not bad. Hey, not a bad guy. <laughs> That is all it takes, right? I mean, think about it. If if, if Dan didn't have that super flight double, uh, all these years he wouldn't have, uh, he wouldn't have bothered, bothered with a double. A double <laughs> and then uh, we went we went to uh, Venice Beach, and out of nowhere, I'm like, wait a minute, are those the white men can't jump courts? And well, Venice she- Beach is also also known as Muscle Beach, and Abe was very very uh, adamant that we see Muscle Beach. Yeah. To me, that looked like the highlight of the trip for Abe. Just knowing Abe, oh yeah, being on being on that court must have been total dream come true time for him. Well, the best is that the first time. I think it's the first time anybody went to that beach and screamed out loud. Is that for white men can't jump? <laughs> well, it's funny because we were actually sitting on the benches where Billy Ho sat before he got into the game, and uh, there was a guy just standing there wearing like the hat Raiden wore in Mortal Kombat. Just this fat black dude talking shit. And I'm like, wait, I'm pretty sure that guy's only here to talk shit. I don't think he's playing. And sure enough, I, went, I actually interviewed him uh, for the show. And he's like, yo, man, they call me Mouthpiece. He's like, yo, I'm the voice of Venice Beach basketball, man. And all, all he does is talk. Like the way they talk shit and white men can't jump. That's- well, yeah, I mean, one of you guys sent me a video and it really was just like the movie. Like it was very animated on those courts. Oh, yeah. The guy was like, that's what, that's yo. That's how it goes. He's like, the great white hype. Oh, shit, there's Tom Selleck right there. Oh, he got hurt. That's Tom Selleck. <laughs> Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck with the three. Oh, he's solving a mystery. He's solving a mi- And the guy looked nothing like Tom Selleck. And he was referencing no. when he was in Magnum P.I. Only because he's white, he called him Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. Then I'm like, okay, so that guy looks like DMX. You call him, you like Barker? So he's like, nah, I call him action figure. Because he looked like an action. Yo, action figure! Action figure. And what was the other guy, Ryan? Oh, there was uh, broke shumper. Hoopa. Oh yeah, Hoopa. Hoopa. Broke shumper. There's broke shumper. Trying to think what. Yeah, it- and that's what he does. He does it all day. And and it. I was telling Abe. It reminded me a lot of like um, <clears throat> prison. I've never been to prison, but it's the way I assume prison works. Where there's a, an unspoken set of rules, like. Uh, you know, Abe was interviewing this this mouthpiece guy, and out of like halfway through the interview, he goes, "Are we going to get this going or what?" Yeah, like he's running and the game. Every, everyone assembled. You know what I mean? Like no one. Who who is this fat loser standing on the side of a court? This homeless guy. <laughs> you know, that decides <laughs> it's time to play. Yeah, why is he like, running the game? And why are they respecting him? They're, it's just a <laughs> it's a pickup game at a beach basketball court, and. Everyone like acknowledges and respects him, you know. And I don't know; it's, it's very strange. There are just there's a set of rules out there. And you, you wonder know, Abe, at one point, Abe, before he 
before Abe found his comfort zone and, and actually started talking shit next to mouthpiece, which he did end up doing, <laughs> Abe was sitting down trying to feel it out, and he goes, I got next. He yelled out, I got next. I saw like five or six heads whip around to Abe like, what the fuck? What did you say? <laughs> yo, man, you pay, yo, you on mouthpiece's list? Man, you better go talk to mouthpiece you want next. <laughs> like, it was, you could feel that it was not, it was like breaking the rules by yelling, I got next. <laughs> I'm in no, my foot's fucked up. I'm in no position to play. I'm like, I got next. <laughs> but um, then Abe started to get slowly more comfortable and after he's talking to mouthpiece Abe's working in going oh shit, oh, shit. <laughs> and was, was that was that generally accepted well because I was with Pete. yeah because he's standing was, it, was, it, was Abe spelling well well I was Abe with mouthpiece sta- Abe was standing with Pete, so okay. it worked yeah, no. So, in other words, no one cared. Only because I, knowing that I was with mouthpiece, they they're like, "Oh, he's cool. He's with mouthpiece." <laughs> and mouthpiece had a mouthpiece came with a, a posse too. He had like three or four hype men around him. Yeah, like so see, I remember remember the old man in white man can't jump was wearing the purple spandex shorts. Of course, it, it looked like that guy. And all he all he did was hype up mouthpiece. Now, nah, nah, what do you say, Ryan? Now nah, he ain't just the voice what? of Venice. He's the voice of basketball. Yeah, so Mouthpiece said, I'm the voice of Venice Beach basketball. And he goes, I wouldn't even say Venice Beach. I would say he's the voice of basketball. (laughs) (laughs) But you wonder, like, that that to me would be, that would be, like, my life's dream to be a mouthpiece. Like, to have that job where you just stand there, talk shit all day, and then go home. Talk shit on the white men can't jump basketball court. And you wonder, of of course I couldn't pull it off. Because, first of all, I'm not, I I honestly think because I'm not black, first of all. I don't think they would mm-hmm. accept me, but if mouthpiece slowly worked me in and let me work, do color with him, color commentary while he does play by play, let me do that a few times and then slowly work me in. And then eventually I could take over. Like he, you know, maybe I'm there two days a week with mouthpiece. Yeah. If he wanted to take off Wednesdays, you worked Wednesday. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. That, that, then he eventually gives me my own day. Like, Hey, Wednesdays. And if yeah, I'm just, the- you start with a couple of short shifts during off hours and next thing you know, you're. Running the whole court because I mean, yeah. if I if I showed up on an off day and I was there talking shit, I don't think anyone would beat me up or anything because they would just think I'm supposed to be there. Oh shit, dumpy pants! Oh, he got a load in them pants! Ooh, jumper, <laughs> hooper, and then I'll know, and then I'll know, like action. I'll just use some of the names that he has, but I'll make up my own names. Also, right, Paul Bunyan. Paul, oh, I like his game. I like Paul Bunyan game. So you got you got to start, to, but you wonder if if that's possible. If I could possibly move into something like that, I doubt yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 well, I, I, I'm I, goals by Abe Cannon. Base, you don't think that would be like awesome? Somehow move into a, just talking shit on a basketball court. <laughs> it was awesome though. He's just sitting there with the Raiden head on, just a slob, just talking shit, and no one. And like Ryan said, no one disrespects him. They just put their head down and take it. There's I just the, think it's yeah. funny because well, Ryan, Ryan sent the video to us saying Abe's dreams are coming true, and I see this guy screaming and screaming, and you're there two inches from his mouth with your phone against his lips, <laughs> and I was like, what the hell's going on? What dream well, is this? I mean, it is, it is, not only is that the birthplace of Coup, I mean, a, a, yeah, a, oh yeah, a, yeah, we should it, mention that. That's where Coup was born. Abe was standing 
in the it's almost like a Christian going to Bethlehem. <laughs> That's exactly. Yeah, coup. For those who don't know, when I always say coup, hashtag C and five O's. That started out in White Man Can't Jump when they were talking shit. He goes, your mom was an astronaut. He's like, coo, coo, coo. So that's where that came from. And and just, yeah. it's almost like the, the basketball gods or whatever, the spirits or whoever runs things wanted us to be on that court. We didn't even yeah. know we were going to be there. We were just there just to check it out. And then it just so happened that we ended up on the White Man Can't Jump courts. Right. And so he's already excited, and then when he realizes that life is actually, that's how it is, it's very similar to the movie, where, you know, it, it, there is this guy just talking, I mean, it's just a lot of shit-talking, and uh, I think it just, it, it opened Abe's eyes a lot. I think he was very excited. Yeah, and, 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 and I did jump base. I was interviewing him when Ryan recorded me, but when I wasn't interviewing him, I was staying next to him going, Ooh, shit, <laughs> damn! And Ryan, remember? And it was funny. Be- wait, be- let, wait. Let, me, let me also add. Yeah, because before we went over there, remember what I was doing? When we were sitting on the bench, I said, oh, shit! Yeah, but it wasn't the same. You didn't yeah. say it with the same in- in- enthusiasm because oh, you yeah. weren't next to mouthpiece. Exactly. Uh, and I-, I said to Abe, I said, we were just about to leave. I was like, have, you know, we sat there for a half hour or something, and I said, are you good? You want to, can we move on? Are we- can we move along? And Abe was like, yeah, I guess, that's fine. He wanted to stay there all day. So I said, well, let me go use the bathroom real quick. I, so I, I got up to piss, and when I came back, Abe was gone. <laughs> and so I'm like, all right, I was gone for three minutes. He's got his bum foot, hop-along kid, can't be far. <laughs> I'm like, where? Like, there's no way he's, like, down the pier. He didn't go look at sunglasses. Like, he's not, he's definitely doing something nearby, but I couldn't find him. And so I just kept scanning the court, like, looking for people. And, of course, I see Abe standing next to Mouthpiece across the court going, oh, shit. <laughs> like, in the three minutes it took me to go to the bathroom, he couldn't even sit there and watch this guy. He got himself ingrained with the head man. And he was like, he got, his, he got permission to talk shit, basically. <laughs> and, then, and then I closed it out with one of those hugs, like with the, the handshake hug things. Yeah. Oh, that's good you got that. Yeah. <laughs> That's Congratulations. That's very. <laughs> the guy's homeless, right? He's like just some kid out of the right. court yelling shit. And he, he waited like, for two hours just to get that hug. I, I know that was really important. And he was wet, too, but I didn't give a fuck. Once you're, once you're ingrained in the culture down there, all you care about is being involved. Did you get his, did you get his, did you get his pager number? <laughs> yo, man, blow me up. And I'm like, I'm like, hey, he goes, yo, man, it's mouthpiece. You know how it is, the voice of Venice Beach basketball. Yeah, you hurt. I love how all those guys have a, a like a, a closeout line that they, they just go right into. He had a closer. He had a closer ready for sure. He goes, "Yo, this the legendary mouthpiece was <laughs> the legendary mouthpiece." <laughs> we were saying too, Ryan, that simple is always better. Like every like when you think about it, the name base. It's very simple, but it's great, right? Right. That's a great. It's a great nickname, but it's so simple. His bass. Yep. He has a deep voice. By the way, it's B A S S. When people always send me emails, hey, his bass, and then they put B A S E. We're not saying that he's like a bass to put like a planter on or something. We're saying bass, like you know, treble and bass, like dung 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 bass, that kind of bass. So it's B A S S. By the way, in case anyone's wondering, but. Simple's better. He says the most simple shit. The name Mouthpiece. How simple could that be? It's so stupid, but it's awesome. You'll never forget the name Mouthpiece. 
You are mouthpiece. True. <laughs> the names like the Great White Hope, Tom Selleck, action figure. I mean, these are names that we still remember. Whereas if it was yeah. it was a more intricate nickname, you wouldn't. So I do realize now that everything simple is better. You can't all all this, you know, trying to be clever and stuff. You're almost just better off being simple. You're almost better off being an idiot. What's that, Sam? You can't be clever anymore. No, no, it's fine being clever, but I'm just saying that simple really is more memorable. If you really break it down, mouthpiece. I mean, it can't be more simple than that. Yo, I'm yo, I'm mouthpiece. I'm sure, Dave. Did you come away with any other any additional observations? Like, for instance, is it not strange that cars can drive around without license plates? Oh, that's weird. Yeah. So when we're driving around, all the every other car they have a sheet of paper for their back license plate, or just no back license plate at all, and no one cares. And it's not a sheet of paper as in a temporary plate. It's the dealer. It's like it'll say like keys on Van Nuys. Yeah. Or, you know, like Web Ford on, you know, on Sunset or something. It, there's literally no markings on cars. Here. Yeah, what is that? Like, what, what's, what's, I don't, I don't understand that. Like, what's up with that? I don't know. That's because they're usually stolen. So they don't really get a chance to, uh, yeah, take but that why part don't, but off. wait, wait, why don't cops care when every other car doesn't have a light? Like, n- none of the cars in California have license plates. Well, because most of the drivers don't have licenses, so they kind of just pick the battles. I don't, I don't know. That's pretty funny, Dave, because they're illegal. <laughs> <is that> what <laughs> <you think? laughs> yeah, but, but Abe, at the same time, you saw, like, when was when did you see a cop pull someone over for speeding or, like, a cop pulling anyone over? When did I see a cop is the real question. I didn't see one yeah. cop. And we drove past, like, Inglewood and everything. Yeah. Oh, you know what's funny, Ryan? So we're driving so it sounds by. Like you got the real, sounds like you got the real scenic tour of L.A., Muscle Beach and Inglewood. We actually went everywhere. We, we, I was all over. I was, I was on the Sunset Strip. I went, I went to the Dresden because I love the movie Swingers. Marty and Elaine were actually. How awesome was that, Ryan? The Dresden. That was great. That um, was great. We went to it was great. Santa Monica. We went to Venice Beach. We went to Beverly Hills. We went to uh, the Walk of Fame area. We went to that. Uh, what's it called? That observatory. Griffith Park Griffith observatory. The, yeah, observatory. We went to Pink's Hot Dogs. We went to In and Out Burger. We went to uh, uh, where else? Warner Brothers. Studio. Oh yeah, the Warner Brothers Studio Tour. That was awesome. See, now that's that that's interesting because I remember when Abe said he was going to LA. I said, hey, you should check out one of the uh, the lot tours, like uh, Warner Brothers Universal. He's like, come on, son, I ain't gonna try to be like that. Well, that's true. Two but days Ryan's- later, I get a picture. Uh, two days later, I get a picture. Of Abe and Ryan sitting on the couch from the show Friends. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what happened to the whole, come on, son? Well, it's funny, Bass, because I had no intentions of doing anything. And luckily, Ryan's girlfriend bought those tickets. And, and what am I going to say? No. And it's funny. I've never been on a vacation where I wanted to actually do shit. Usually, I just want to lay somewhere. That's why I think, I, I think I've changed my I think I've changed my tune on going places because normally I just want to lay as long as possible until it's dark and then do something. But on this trip, I was up bright and early. He was. That's, he was up before us every morning. We woke up because we heard Abe whistling in the hallway. <laughs> and Abe was saying, and, and you guys aren't going to believe this, but Abe was saying, like, I think there's something about the sun here. He said, it, it energizes me and it, it's like putting me in a great mood and it makes me want to do stuff. He was wow. up bright and early, like, he was downstairs, like, cleaning dishes, like... Well, I wouldn't say I was cleaning. <laughs> I was washing everyone's laundry. 
Yeah, he, he was like he was like like Tony Danza. I was feeding the cats. You know? <laughs> I was brushing like the cats. The boss. <laughs> <laughs> Tony was Tony the Sully. He had everything taken care of. Another thing, uh, Ryan, when we were on Venice Beach, so they had this big speaker set up, and Ryan and I had what I could call a gobbly gooker moment. Sam, explain to the people who don't know what the gobbly gooker was. He was... But explain um, the setup, or, too, first. Well, it, it was um, WWE back maybe in the late 80s, early 90s, hyped up this big announcement, and they were really vague about what it was. And I think it was actually Survivor Series, which is one of their big shows of the year. And like you have to, you know, tune in. There was like there was this egg that was in this uh, big egg in a nest. And they're like, well, it was an egg, right, guys? Yeah, it's yeah, a big like, egg. What, what's in the egg? What's in the egg? And, and we thought it was gonna be, macho be like man. return of like a wrestler or yeah. something, something worth waiting four months for. Um, but come the show, which actually cost you know cost like fifty dollars to buy it, this like guy in a chicken costume. Bust out of the egg, and he was throwing he eggs at people. He danced, but that, and he danced he around. Danced. He, he danced around, and they're like, "That's the gobbledygooker!" Like they all knew his name. All, yeah, all we were, we were just completely shocked. We're like, we had just that 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 look on our face, like what? Like you just saw a train wreck. You're like, just it, like, it was, it you're was gasping. The, it was the worst waste of hype uh, in my lifetime. Like it was so much yeah. hype for absolutely okay, good. zero return. So that's the setup. So so Ryan and I see this speaker, and there's a huge crowd around the speaker. And there, there's, there, it was just playing music, and there, there was like barricades around. There were all these camera and, guys. You know, hold on, real quick. Let me add this real quick. There, you know the phrase "nothing draws a crowd like a crowd." Yes, that's what sure. it was to a T. Because Abe and I, Abe and I, who are fairly like aware of situations like this, Abe and I would be the first ones to say "nothing draws a crowd like a crowd." We're like, yeah, might as well. And we just went and packed in the sea of humanity, staring at a speaker. And then I see this fake security guard, this Mexican guy with a shitty black suit on, the earpiece, sunglasses. And I said, uh, hey, what's going on here? He's like, uh, anonymous artist is coming out. Female artist, anonymous. She's coming out. I'm like, well, who is it? He's like, she wants it to be anonymous. Just look at just, just it'll, two minutes. Just keep looking. It's anonymous. So we're expecting. And it's a huge speaker. It's like a, it's like a 15 foot by 15 foot speaker. Yeah, humongous speaker just playing really loud music everyone's watching there's like six camera guys around this fake security guard and and there's like a big uh you know like a, a big riser in the back with more camera equipment i mean they, did, they didn't skimp on camera equipment so, so we really we, thought it was like, rihanna has to be beyonce or something beyonce rihanna lady gaga we thought we really thought we're like wow is lady gaga gonna come out now or something crazy like that <laughs> so not it didn't take two minutes it took like an extra 15 and we, we were just about to leave and then I said, and I even said to Abe, I said, how, how much, like, now we're invested, but how much longer are we going to do this? And I said, we're going to be really disappointed, probably. Or it's going to be really I awesome. Said, and, and then I said, and I'm sorry to re- recreate the whole conversation, but I, but this is a valid point. I said, well, what if we get down the, down the way and we, he, we can hear it from, like, half a mile and we hear, like, poker face or something? Or, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, we, it, it is Gaga and we just, we just left. Yeah, so so we stand there. So you like, almost have to stick it out, right? You Jason, Sam, do you agree that you have to ride this out? Once, oh yeah, once you're I, I do. Oh yeah, totally. If you committed, if you've already committed the time, you gotta you gotta see the end. Okay. So okay, so <laughs> so the music stops, the speaker opens up, and all this smoke starts coming out, and we're looking at the stage. These guys walk out with more speakers, and then this woman walks out, 
And she's she's doing like all the Christina Aguilera mannerisms with her mouth, and like you know she like turns her head and like swings her hip towards you, kind of. She's doing all that kind of yeah. shit. And we have no idea who she. It's some woman. No one. No one. No. No one. Everyone's looking like what? Like everyone's so shocked. No one knows. It's just everyone has shock on their face because they don't know who the fuck she is. But she's coming out like she's a superstar. She's the. She's, it's she's, not. It's not good shock. It's not the shock it would have been if it were Rihanna. It's it's the silent shock. There it's was like no you, noise. You don't, you Everyone's don't... mouth was open, but no noise was coming. Out. It's the shock that usually precedes uh, <laughs> disappointment. Yeah, it, it's like the shock if you bought a, a, a Nintendo or like a, a PlayStation Four or what, what's the name of the PlayStation Four? If you buy the yeah, PlayStation, and you open up the box and it was a PlayStation Two in there, or yeah, or like a shoot. Or no, <laughs> I, 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 I would. Genesis. No, I would say if it was an old dirty shoe, that's what it was like. If you open up, there's one old dirty shoe in the box. That's like the shit. You'd be like, "What? Like what?" And you're trying to. You're and, and you're. Everyone's looking around. Who is, who is that? Who is that? Who is that? Every, that's the thing is that everyone was relying on everyone else to kind of to tip like tip everyone off as to who it was. Yeah. Like everyone thought that they maybe had a bad angle, and it was like, "Oh, that might be Iggy Azalea," and then you kind of like <laughs> it a little bit. exactly. And you're waiting for someone to recognize her to go like, oh, it's Iggy, and then everyone's going to go nuts. For Once instance, right, like, let's, say, let's say your dad was out there with you, right? <laughs> and, and Ariana yeah. Grande walked out. You would say, oh, right. that's Ariana Grande. She's huge. She'd be like, and then your dad would right. accept it and then continue watching, right? Yes. But in this situation, I'm like, what? Who the fuck? So I go back up to that security guard. I said, who is it? He goes, Alanti. He's like, it, it, no, no, he goes, Interscope, Interscope record, and he had this, like, smug, like, badass look, like, oh, yeah, bro. Well, Abe did say, Abe did say, because at first he goes, who is that? And the guy just smirked, and he goes, well, now that she's out, you have to tell me who it is. You can't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's here now, dickhead. And he goes, Interscope, Interscope recording artist Alanti. You can't keep saying anonymous. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's an anonymous. That's an anonymous female singer. Yeah. Yeah. He had that look on. He's like, he didn't want to tell me. Then he goes. Then he's like, I kind of like whisper. He took his sunglasses up and he's like, Alanti. Interscope. Like, wouldn't you want to relieve everyone's uh, uh, tri- uh, puzzlement? Like, at least say, at least announce who it is now. No, she should have came. No, no, no. She should have came out <laughs> instead of going into her hit single, which sounded like shit. And and. Having looks, at, she had the mannerisms of Christina Aguilera walking out to her crowd. Like when you see Christina, you know, like they turn their head and they smile. They look at yeah. you. They do that thing where they, you know, they push their lips. All, all their little facial movements. She was doing all yeah, that well, shit because they're the shit. Because they know that they're the shit. They know the crowd knows who they are. Like it's, yeah, it's a cocky confidence. Yeah, that cocky confidence. She was doing all that shit, like going up to guys in the crowd and like doing like sexual mannerisms towards them because they all they all want her. Because she's and a how, how long did it take for the crowd to disperse? Probably the uh, first verse. It, it was like uh, if you turn the lights Even on, and a bunch, a bunch honestly, of like bats flew away. <laughs> honestly, and I swear to God, even I didn't make. I think we made it through the first chorus of the first song. Like <laughs> she did a verse, and we waited for the hook to see if it was something we recognized. Yeah, it wasn't, and so we just said, "All right, let's get out of here." And we were and then pissed. I, like. Abe and I kind of led the movement out, but you could see, like, everyone was not far behind. <laughs> and so so here's the thing. Abe and I walked from there to the car. It was probably a 20-minute walk. And I got to the car, and I said, I got to look this chick up. I'd never heard of Volante. So we looked it up. 
I, I was Googling Alanti. Abe was looking up a list of art, artists on Interscope Records. We could find no record or any mention of this person whatsoever. So I said, all right, let's look on Twitter. Someone has to be tweeting it, right? There was one tweet on the side of the speaker that said hashtag magic speaker. And I, I searched that hashtag. That speaker had been there for like two weeks, and there was one tweet about it from earlier in the day. And it, didn't have, it just said, people staring at a big speaker on Venice Beach. Hashtag magic speaker. Like, no one hashtag. <laughs> no one, literally, not one person hashtag this chick's performance. No one fo- uploaded a photo. No one tweeted anything of it. <laughs> Interscope recording on viral sensation. So we still don't know who this chick is. I mean, we, we, uh, like, it's a mystery to me. But it's, I guess it's Alanti. <laughs> And that was the gobbledygooker. For yeah. us. That, that was, yep. I've never had such a gobbledygooker moment. <laughs> Rihanna, <laughs> no, no. Popped into your, was that the first conversation you guys had after that was the gobbledygooker? Like, oh, yeah. totally reminded you of that? Oh, that's what I said. I'm like, yeah. that was our gobbledygooker moment. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> I mean, it couldn't have been, it couldn't have been a worse out. Gobbledygooker means it couldn't have been worse. Right. PlayStation 4, <laughs> you pull out an old shoe. You open the egg, some moron comes out dancing, throwing eggs. You look at a speaker like that, and Alanti comes out. Maybe the gobbledygooker actually was Alanti. <laughs> it probably was. Oh, that's Alanti. That you, you, you might know her as the gobbledygooker. Remember she was the gobbledygooker? <laughs> so, Ryan, now that I'm gone, while yeah. I was there, was there any yeah. in, uh, internal shit talking about me between you and your girlfriend? Who, by the way, I would like Not to thank for the hospitality. She yeah, was no, she was a all. very good host. She she was and and, and she gave fact, me a, she gave me a gift basket with Chipotle jersey and Jersey Mike gift cards, Swedish fish, um, gum, a, a beautifully written uh, a card, which is very nice. Wow. Uh, the bed was nice and re- ready for me to lay on and such. I had my own drawer <laughs> in Ryan's uh, little uh, shelf there. It's very nice. It's called a dresser. Or his dress. <laughs> so Ryan, the- Ryan was not very relieved that Abe left. No, 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 not at all. And and let me uh, let me say this: the only I, here's here's I believe the only shit talking, and it wasn't even shit talking. It was a it was a joke, and it came from my brother. He said, "So Jill, are you glad to have Abe gone?" And she said, "No, not. I mean, he was fine." And Kevin goes, "Did he leave a trail of paper towel?" <laughs> <laughs> Jill said, I thought that was just for the cat, because of our, we have cats, but I thought that was just the cat allergy thing, and Kevin said, no, he's been doing that for years. Because I'm allergic to other shit, too. Oh, man. So, but the thing is, here's what I will say, and I commented on this this to Jill. And, and, and I swear to God, I thought this like three or four times. I thought how proud Sam would have been to have me say this. And Abe, I'm not just saying this. I'm not just kissing your ass. Abe's footprint, his carbon footprint while he was here, or his just overall footprint, was almost non-existent. Wow. He left that. It was like he, no one had even... The, the only thing different about that room when he left was that the bed spread was crooked. Other than that, you wouldn't even know, some, you wouldn't even know someone was there. Well, see, maybe Abe was onto something when he talked about the sun charging him up and making him different because clearly Abe wasn't in his um, normal state of behavior out there because if he didn't leave a huge mess, 
Did you leave an unflushed toilet, paper towels, water bottles. Unflushed toilet? What? Or a broken broken commode. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, something changed in him out there. It had to have. Because he honestly did, honest to God, I think Joe got home from work, and I didn't. I hadn't even been in that room yet. I didn't like wash sheets. I didn't do anything. And Joe got home, and she's like, "Oh, you cleaned up," and there was nothing to clean up. It was remarkable. His footprint was non-existent. Abe, I think you found your home because it was. You know, it's funny because I picked Abe up from the airport um, a couple nights ago, and when he got in the car, he was like convulsing, and he's like, "I got to get used to this weather now." He was. Almost in shock, and I was like, "What weather?" I'm like, "It's like seventy degrees out. Like, there's nothing going on here that would that should be physically <laughs> ill." No, no, I started sneezing. I think, and I said, "You got to get used to this weather." No, you do. When when you have when you have allergies like me, and you don't take any medication for it, your body gets used to different uh, environments. So when even when even the slightest change, I'll be. My point uh, is, there's something in that LA air. I think that that that. Um, Works well on you because yeah. you, you had a special you had a special glow in your eye in all those <laughs> pictures I saw. <laughs> there, was a, there, was a, there was a sheen, a sheen, a sheen coming off. Well, these are all legendary. <laughs> like things, my favorite movies, Swingers and White Mike. Two of my favorite movies ever. I got to be on the courts and I got to be in the bar restaurant and see the band who played in Swingers. Um, I, I went to all the legendary rock clubs where Guns and Roses used to play. I went to the Rainbow where they filmed the November Rain video. I was at the Viper Room where Guns N' Roses used to play. At the Whiskey where the Doors used to play. Um, Venice Beach. I mean, we did everything that I'd want to do, and I'd even I didn't even think about any of that stuff. The only Ryan, the only plan we had was going to the Dresden, and that was it. That's true. Which, by the way, it's not, just happened. It's apparently not that hard to get a reservation at the Dresden. It's we we found out later that. <laughs> It's hard. It's hard to get. It's hard to get into the lounge where Marty and Elaine are playing. The dinner itself, right. they're like Ryan had a reservation set up for three weeks, and then he called the day before. He's like, "Is there any way we could get an hour later?" She's like, "What's your name?" Uh, Ryan. Okay, no problem. We'll see you tomorrow. They don't even get last names for the reservations or anything. It's just Ryan. <laughs> oh, I'm Ryan. But the lounge was packed, so we actually had a guy uh, who. That that Ryan's uh, girlfriend's sister knew, who got us a beautiful little booth, or not a booth, a table in the lounge. So when we left, I did the whole, I put a 20 in my hand, and I like shook his hand and handed it to him, and he gave me the look of respect when I left. He did. And I know we're running out of time here, but let me let me uh, throw one more thing. Abe, uh, Marty and Elaine, I don't know if either base Sam are familiar with Marty and Elaine. Yeah, from uh, that's the... Uh, Act right from Swingers. Yes, yeah. two old people, probably. I'm guessing in their 80s. No one knows how old they are. Even the guy we were talking to at the bar, he said, and his family owns it. He says it's a great mystery. Not even my family knows how old they are. They wear these toupees. Like both of them, like both of them have awful wigs on. They're just they're terrible. Like <laughs> yeah, they they're suck. terrible performers. <laughs> it's the worst. It's the worst. <laughs> like parody of a lounge. I, I still can't tell if they think they're good. I, I think that they do. I don't know. So Abe's like, I really want him to play my song. So Abe borrows a napkin from somebody and a pen, and he writes Chicago. Or no, he didn't even write it. That's Hold on, that came later. Yeah. Abe went up there. First, he was like, in between songs, Marty's got this whole gimmick where he talks shit. Like, <laughs> bad. He'll be like, ah, she's the best scatter in town. Yeah. About his wife, Elaine. Who's Who just awful. horrible. Yeah. 
awful. And Abe was just like, he was standing by himself, just kind of picking his spot. It took him three songs to finally work up the courage to jump in. <laughs> to make this well, it was like it was like with mouthpiece. It was like mouthpiece. I had to get comfortable in the situation. Right. So Abe jumps in, and we and Jill and I are watching. We're just waiting for him to go up, and we're like grabbing each other, squeezing each other's arms, and we see Abe actually going up. Like, oh God, here he goes. This is it. So Abe's talking to him. He hands him a twenty, and Abe sits back down. He's like, I asked him to play Chicago, and I greased him. I gave him a twenty, and he's like, I asked him to play. And it I next. greased him. I asked him to play it next. Next song comes, he doesn't play it. Wait, wait, next to rub salt comes, in the wound, though, the next song was New York, New York. I'm like, oh, fuck, I wonder, if, I wonder if he thought that I said Chicago, or I said that. And, so, and he's old as fuck, and so I was. I told him before he went, I was like, dude, you're wasting $20. You're wasting, if you just take a dollar and write it on a napkin, he'll get to it eventually. Asking him to play it next to the 20 is a waste of money. And so he's like, no, he'll do it. He'll do it. So he plays New York instead of Chicago. And he asked, he asked everyone in the bar who's from New York. He's like putting over New York really bad. He's, you know, big. he's like, oh, I love New York, talking about his memories in New York. Yeah. And he was like, what the fuck? So like four songs later, he still hasn't played it. And at this time, you can see. You know, like in an old person's eyes when you just know they forgot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, just the glazed like over look. He's already moved on to like, like hey, what's yeah. for dessert? Yeah, he was already gone. Like, that moment had come and gone. He was done. So Abe grabbed a napkin off the neighboring table and asked to borrow a pen from the server or something. He wrote, like, remember me? I'm the guy from Chicago. Or He wrote, like, Chicago, don't forget, or something on the napkin. <laughs> and he went to take it up to Marty, and Marty goes, hey, Chicago guy. And he looked at his old wife, and he's like, let's play Chicago. Like, he, it's, if Abe didn't go back up there, he definitely would have wasted so then, but then when he, he played it, heard the song. when he played it, I had the drink and I gave him like the, you know, where you hold the drink up and he gave me the nod. How awesome was that? That was pretty good. <laughs> he gave me the nod of approval. So that was, so Marty and I had a moment for $20. That was the best 20 I spent. Actually, the no, that was, I was going to say, I didn't spend anything with mouthpiece, but that, that was the I finest 20 not. God, if you gave money to that Yo, guy mouthpiece, on the court. Yo, mouthpiece, here's $50. Can I talk to you, dog? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, you got some heart. <laughs> All right, well, well, it was it was a wonderful trip, Ryan. Thanks for the hospitality. Oh, uh, you bet. Now, I'm sure if Sam or Bass came, they wouldn't get the red carpet treatment because you can only roll that out once. It would be hard to replicate that kind of treatment. I think. Oh, I think what needs to happen. I think we we at least need a little recovery. Not saying. I think, like, in order to to reboot some of that, we would need like at least like a couple months. Oh shit! So I should cancel my flight. That I made for tomorrow. <laughs> that you paid points for. I sold Sam. No, okay. I sold Sam a three hundred dollar Southwest voucher <laughs> yeah. for two hundred fifty dollars. Hold on, but, but wait. Let, let me just let me make that clear. Let me let me explain what that means. So if, if someone from out of town, let's say someone from like Germany came to stay with Sam and Rachel, and they were like, "Oh, here's the Tower. We're gonna, let's go to the Sox game. Here's the museum. Here's Navy Pier. Here's this." And then I called Sam and I said, "Hey, I'm gonna come." See you guys. I want to. I want to visit Chicago. I'm really anxious to see Chicago. I've never been. Sam would look at Rachel and go, "Oh fuck!" Like we have to do all of that. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. You know what I mean? Like you need, yeah. like, in order for you to be excited or to even want to do that, you need, like, yeah, no, you're right. I'm gonna actually. Hey, are those refundable then, or? I <laughs> know <laughs> uh, we made it. We made a handshake deal. I've been thw- thwarted. Listen, listen, here's the thing. If you, you guys are more than welcome to come, but. The, long, the shorter in between your 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 visit and aid, the more likely I'm going to say, 
All right, you're on your own. <laughs> no, I, I got you. Yeah, you better rent hey, a car. As long as, there's a, as long as there's a gift basket, I'm there. <laughs> See, I don't think the gift basket would be as nice either. Because now that she's put together one, she's not going to keep doing that shit. No, she actually does do that for everyone. Oh. I thought that was a special. He just made Dave feel a lot smaller than he was. About two I thought that was a special ago. attraction just for me. Yeah. Oh, by the way, if you guys want to see, you guys want to see Ryan in total happiness, put him in front of an In-N-Out burger. Jesus Christ! Oh my <laughs> God! Oh, I'm so excited to eat this. It's like when it's like when Speed Racer would start speeding and eat it. You know, Sam, how he had that like look on his face, like he was on ecstasy. Yeah, like the, the glazed over eyes. Yeah, the glazed over eyes. That was Ryan when he was in front of the In and Out Burger. Because I, I eat it once a month. It's such a treat that you know it, it is like I savor every bite. I'm yeah. not Abe, where everything, every meal I eat is covered in that shit. <laughs> I eat, I eat so conservatively that that is a true treat. For Abe, that's just that's like that's lunch. that's Tuesday. It makes that's you lunch fi- number two on on Wednesday. <laughs> it, actually, I was eating very I was eating very healthy the whole trip until like the last two he days. He was. Um, no, he did. He did a good job. But um, it's disgusting how their their sauce is called spread. Yeah, that is gross. That just it's makes just you feel spread. disgusting about yourself. Can we spread. even even when Jill ordered it, she's like, "I'm like, hey, get, can you get me a cup of sauce?" And then she goes, "Can I have some spread?" Oh, <laughs> spread. <laughs> Anyways, it was quite probably maybe one of the fi- probably one of the finest trips I've ever been on. I've never covered so it. much ground. I've never Stop. done more things, and we stumbled into a lot of things. And because I was there, you guys got to do things you've never done before. Your girlfriend oh, never yeah. took a picture from the Hollywood sign. You guys yeah. never went on one of those studio tours. The Dresden, no, something that I introduced you guys to. That's true, and it's things we would have never done. So yeah, it was it was a treat for us for sure. It was a treat all around, and I will be wearing those jeans next time I see you guys. So, very good. Looking forward to that. All right, gentlemen. Thanks again, Ryan. And we will uh, we'll holler next time. See ya. Peace.